Welcome to the Daughters of the Road podcast. In this space, we envision cultivating a community that inspires, empowers, and supports women in motorsports culture. Everyone has a propensity for greatness, and really I think that just takes passion to fuel it. And if we can be that source of inspiration for them finding their passion, then I think we really have done our job in elevating the industry as a whole. We seek to engage in lifelong adventure, create perpetual bonds between sisters, and really hone in the skills necessary for navigation throughout life. I'm Kristen. And I'm Brandy. And we are Daughters, Daughters of the Road. So we're so pumped for today's episode because it's our first venture outward into the motorsports community in general. That was the whole vision with the Daughters of the Road podcast. We wanted to hit every single area of motorsports we can with women that are making waves. And this is our first one, so we are branching into the car and truck world and beyond with Sherry Goldstrom. She's the heart and management of Nostalgia Street Rods, which is a multi-use space. She has basically a speed shop, several properties that she leases out, 30,000 square feet or more of hot rod museum and it is spectacular really immaculate and we had the beautiful opportunity to explore that and we'll tell, tell you more about that but while her parents certainly fostered this passion for preserving history in cars and trucks and collectibles in general sherry has her own story about how she got into semi trucks and We'll get into that as well. She's about five feet tall, so this is very <laughs> impressive. She learned how to drive semi-trucks, and she was working in demolition, hauling scraps for local casinos and such. So, yeah, tell us more about that, Brandy. Yeah, most recently, Sherry dived into the world of race car driving. Two years ago, she decided to give the Nostalgia Street Rod Outlaw Factory Stock Series a try. In the series, she has already accumulated a win at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, received the 2022 Sportsmanship Award, and ended up fourth in points in her 2023 season. Sherry, you're such a force to be reckoned with, and we're so excited to have you here on the podcast today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So first off, we want to say thank you again for touring, giving us a special like personal tour too of the museum. It was really incredible. And there was a lot of cars, trucks and beyond that showcases local Las Vegas history, which was also really special to us. Yeah. Um, how did the idea to curate this museum actually come about? Well, um, my parents collected for many years um, and I just kept finding all this stuff they were collecting and I wanted to um, display it in some form or manner so that I could show the, my children and my grandchildren and the world what exactly they thought was cool to collect. So I um, started in 09 and built the first museum. Um, we actually did it uh, for my mom and dad's friend's anniversary party. And so when I decorated it after I got it all done, my dad liked it. So then we just continued on. Um, and it's just a little bit of, it's just a walk down history lane is really what it amounts to. Yeah, seriously. It, it looks super local Las Vegas gym, I feel like. And I really love that, like I said, it doesn't just hit the Hot Rod Museum. It is called that, but, or Street Rod Museum, but it's beyond. You're seeing old memorabilia from Las Vegas. You're seeing even like your favorite baseball players, balls that they've used, signed, autographed, um, their jerseys. You're seeing 
matchboxes that her dad collected over the years, like a whole trunk of them. Like it's super special, not only to her family, but to, I feel like anybody that would walk through there. Anybody that's a history bluff, like there's so much in there. There's so much to see. It was incredible. Yeah, you know, that's the whole thing about it is, is that, you know, I don't want my grandchildren or my children to ever forget where we come from because f for me, um, it was, it is all about where you come from. And I go look back to my grandparents and my great grandparents, you know, um, and you don't, I don't want anybody to ever forget history because I think we've, we're doing that a lot in today's world and our kids are especially. So I think it's like cool when you have a young kid that walks in and they're like, what's that roll telephone? You know, what, what the heck was that? And you know, you get to explain the story or the, or the old typewriters, you know? Oh yeah. It's just kind of a cool thing for me. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I bet a kid would actually look at one of those telephones that you like dial like this and be like, what's that? <laughs> so like going in there and seeing like even older than that. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> like, is that a calculator? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's so true because kids nowadays are so used to like easy consumption and it's all about what's trendy like i'm gonna do this trendy dance on tiktok like that's all they're focused on yeah so like being able to step into a place like that it kind of takes you outside of your comfort zone and, and it also brings you into a world that's existed far beyond you and puts it into perspective so i love that i love that you're preserving history beyond just you know what we've got going on in yeah. recent years too so what are some of your favorite things in the museum that's probably a hard one. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it is really hard to. Um, probably one of the coolest things that I like to talk about is the Thomas Edison check from 1928. Insane. It, it's really cool just to see that. Um, it was $952.07. So back then, that was like huge money. Gold. You know? Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, and, you know... There's just so many different things in there that are, are that are very cool. The old typewriter from nineteen or from eighteen sixty. Yeah. It's, I mean, who who could have ever? I don't even know how to operate it, let alone look at it and think I had to type a letter back then. Right. But I I think it's really cool. Just there's so many different cool things in there. You know what's cool about that? When I think about people using very mechanical things every day in their everyday life, is that they also had to be able to fix that because if you think back then, like, yeah, 952 bucks was a lot. Like taking it to somebody to fix it when that's something you use on the routine, right. you know, that's, that's kind of hard to fathom. So I imagine that people back then were able to be self-sufficient and actually work on their stuff, which is, you know, pretty admirable because again, in today's society, we don't really do that that Instinct much. Instant gratification and just take yeah. it down to the local store yeah. and have them fix it for me and then I'll be back in a week to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> We're a very convenient society, but that's cool to look back on that stuff and be like, yeah, you know, that, that was real. Yeah, it is cool. And it wasn't like in such far-fetched history, though. Like that's literally, you know, 100 to 200 years ago. That's a couple generations, you know? Yeah, it's not very far, really. <laughs> when you really look at it like that, it's not. Yeah, yeah. What about your favorite cars? Um, well, probably my mom's 49 Chevy Fastback is one of my favorite. Um, the 30 Ford Lincoln also of my dad's, the Ford. Um, probably those two are my favorite, um, probably because they have a lot of meaning. Yeah. You know, and my mom loved the Chevys. My dad loved the Fords. So um, that's funny. I like I like both. <laughs> the uh, family my dad, feud. My dad doesn't <laughs> quite understand that, but I like them both. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> And I if, love that, yeah. And if I remember correctly, you said your mom did most of the buying for the vehicles. Oh, yeah, she did. 
she that's how the the whole thing got started my mom um when they became successful my mom bought my dad his first car oh my god and gosh. like for christmas or his birthday or something it was a 40 ford i believe and then she put the title in her name so he couldn't sell it and so then Boss moves. she did it to every car because when she passed away, we had, that's a brand new move. We had, we had so many titles to change over. I was literally like, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? I mean, it makes it easier for the bookkeeping, especially if you're the one that's doing it. So <laughs> I, I agree, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't plan on leaving a person. Right. So right. it's like. You know, but she, she, you know how guys are. They like to trade up and do different things. I mean, <laughs> us girls do too, but the, she's like, oh no, you're not trading this in. I'm just going to keep it. And right. you, you want to buy something else? Go ahead. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to start using that move on Dustin. So my fiance, we, um, I'm the one that can always go get all the titles done for anything. So all of our titles in are, are in my name. And yeah, I'm going to start telling him no. Cause usually I'll be like, okay, yeah, trade up. Here you go. Here's the title. Now I'm going to start saying no. <laughs> hey, I mean, you got to make smart moves, right? That's, <laughs> like... that's how the collection really got going. I mean, it's exactly how she just, she always wanted to keep everything. And so yeah. we've kept everything. Trust me. Seriously. There's like six different, was it six different buildings we went into? It was and five. Five. And yes. they're pretty dang massive so yeah that was really really cool it's, i couldn't imagine like if you consolidated all that stuff into one space like you'd have to have a huge a kmart yeah <laughs> you guys would definitely need a walmart kmart yeah. like something home depot well and the sad thing is is that's only 60 percent of their collection so that you crazy i have so much more i could put out and someday i will someday yeah. when yeah. i get more space <laughs> yeah, so is that the plan moving forward is to find more space and then well, build that up? it'll just probably be later in life when, you know, we have tenants now and they have very successful businesses. But, yeah. you know, someday I'd like to take the whole front and move out my tenants and build a bigger museum. But right now that's not in the cards at all, you know? Yeah. So just someday. That's awesome. And there's also a lot of like land speed cars that you your dad raced correct and my dad raced back in the day you know but then he just raced at the drag strip here you know yeah. and with all his buddies on the pavement you know um and we have a land speed car but you know that's that's really it about the racing we just we've always been real big fans of it yeah so did you grow up going to the races as well i did i went to the stock car races and stuff like that you know when i was little but then we go to a lot of the drag races, so. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that going to, like, car races especially. It's very much a family event. Like, you can see a ton of kids there, and they are just having the time of their life, and I love that because it is, I mean, you're pretty sedentary. I mean, you, you hang out, and either you're sitting at your seat or you're going to the concession stand, but... If you're sitting in your seat and you're still having fun, like, that's a, that's a plus for, you know, these kids that are kind of hard to manage <laughs> kids <Yeah>. very true <laughs> we but, don't have any but we see people with them yeah and we're like oh my gosh that would be a handful yeah, yeah believe me yeah some kids are like that yeah yeah but i love that because i went to go see sherry race and it was so fun the the i couldn't believe it the stands were completely packed and i'm like man you know like going to the aft races you know we we really strive for packed packed stands but it, it is hard it's hard to sell out an event so i was like dang this is local to las vegas 
And there are so many people out here supporting. And I thought that was so cool that there's still a lot of spirit for the racing world. Yeah, I wish there I, there is usually a lot of spirit out there. But I, you know, I hope that the bullring keeps building itself up because it is a fun thing to do. And it is very family orientated. And, you know, it is great to see those stands packed um, and to see all the kids out there hooping and hollering. It's it's a fun thing. So, yeah, I love that. So. You're especially interested in semi-trucks, we saw. There was a fleet of them outside. <laughs> <laughs> what inspired that and what makes them fun to drive? Well, my dad being in the demo business all those years, um, I learned how to drive when, right when I could have a license for it. And um, my husband taught me how to drive back then. And the cool thing was is my truck that I have now that is my show truck, it is the same truck I learned to drive on. Um, and it actually was my brother's truck. Oh, that's so, awesome. um, but it had twin sticks back then when I drove it. Um, I learned to drive in three weeks and, wow. uh, you know, it's what I would haul, um, demolition to the dumps and places in. And then I, as the years went on, I moved up and then that truck just sat around and never, never moved for many, many years. And then my dad, um, redid it for me for my 50th birthday. So oh my it was really nice. So, and I use it as my hot rod. It's actually my hot rod. Oh my God. So what <laughs> truck is that? It's, it's, I don't know if it's being worked on right now. So it was over in the other yards. So I don't know if you saw it or not, but it's, um, it's a 59 Peterbilt. That's so awesome. Yeah. And when you say dual sticks, what do the dual sticks do? Is it transmission? So, mm -hmm. It's the twin sticks. It had two, it had um, a set of brownies. Um, it had brownies. And so it's two sticks that you, instead of a 13 speed, mm -hmm. it is two sticks. And so you have an over and an under. And, but we switched it out. I wish we would have left it in there because... You know, not yeah. many girls know how to drive twin sticks. So yeah, that's crazy. Oh yeah. So I've <laughs> I've gone and creeped on like different little reels of women that have been learning the twin sticks. So stinking cool. There's a lot of like mind muscle connection there. Yeah, there is. <laughs> oh man, that yeah. sounds difficult. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, already driving a standard is kind of a lost art in today's society. Mm -hmm. um, I learned that because I made myself learn that because I wanted this a specific car when I was in high school, <laughs> a little Audi TT. But um, yeah, so I could not learn with my dad. He kept yelling at me. It was hilarious. <laughs> like he he would not like he was like Kristen. You, no, you don't stall out. Ah, keep going. More gas. Stop, 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 stop. And then it was just like so stressful. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Stop this. And then I went and rode again with some of my friends that were already car guys. And I ended up learning in like a couple days. And I was like, all right, I can do this. Like at first I thought it was a lost cause because, you know, I was like, my dad is just yelling at me. I can't learn this way. So, but then you put on, you know, um, how many gears was it? 13. 13. <laughs> like that's, that's a lot of thinking, yeah. a lot of listening, a lot of feel. Yeah. I know it's I a made, lot of fun. Yeah. I made myself learn too. When I was 15, um, my cousin had a F-150 and it was stick. And I was like, let me drive your truck. Let me drive your truck. He's like, Brandy, you don't even know how to drive. I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> I, I got in there and I just started like, he was like, okay, this is what you need to do. And then I just started doing it. That's it was, awesome. I, I, I grasped it pretty I, quick. I think that's an important fact. We made both of our daughters, all three of them, actually, we made them drive uh, stick shifts yeah. because they got to know. Yes. Yeah. And we would just turn them loose and yeah. learn it. <laughs> yeah. Good well, luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because it's, it's so rare to find standards now in new cars. 
Um, I was pretty lucky because the one car or the one Jeep that I wanted, the Mojave special, like especially, um, was a standard and it was like everything that I wanted. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get the standard. And then I ended up learning how to off-road with it and everything. It was very difficult, but very fun experience. And I thought that was cool that it was available in a standard. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the faster cars, obviously, are still... You get that option. You but... still get that option or they've got, like, paddle. But, yeah. yeah, I think that's a super important thing. I did that with my stepson, too, whenever I was married. Um, my stepson, his first car was my Mustang, and I was like... You got to learn how to ride, drive like this. And then he he got it. He crashed and totaled that car. Oh, but... no. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it was cool. And I was glad that I made him do it, too. And then um, made him take the riding academy class, too, to prepare him for the streets of Las Vegas. And oh, yeah. He does good now, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine driving semi-trucks is kind of like the same uh, practice of awareness as a motorcycle. Because, I mean, it's kind of the opposite problem where you're very small on a motorcycle and you have to be weary of that. You're very big in a semi-truck and you have to be weary of that. Yeah, and the public does not respect those. So it's very important to watch what you're doing when you're driving a semi because people just cut out in front of you and it takes a minute to get those things stopped. Especially when you're loaded. Yeah, for sure. That's like one of the first things I always tell the girls when we're getting ready to get on the highway for new riders. I always tell them, hey, like, remember those semi-trucks, they cannot stop, like... Just assume that they're not going to have any braking power because if traffic stops, you need to get out of their way. Like just move away, give them space because they don't have proper, I mean, they can't. There's no way you can stop a semi-truck on a dime. No, you can't. There's no way. So yeah, trying to make people aware of that is huge. It's big. Yeah, absolutely. What advice would you give someone interested into getting into something like demolition? Well, probably the only advice I would say is, you know, like, I think what made my dad one of the best demo contractors here for many years was he studied, he knew, he studied the buildings, he studied how they were built and how they were going to come down. And he was one of the fastest here. Um, He could take and put a whole house in one of our trailers. He just had an art at it and uh, he, he had a special way he did it. But demolition is, is such a big thing now, you know, um, going down with the old building, the new, um, I guess that would be my only advice for that is you, you know, you got to know how the building went together so you know how to tear it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then anything specific to hauling or driving? No, just pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> I mean, that's huge. That's super huge. Yeah, exactly. Just because like, I mean, the road hazard that we've already talked about and then just being super aware, especially uh, in a city like Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't drive a truck today every day. Yeah. Like my husband just retired. I'm so glad he retired. It's just crazy out there. And it's the, the stress of the traffic, the stress of all that. You know, I don't envy that, but I'll drive it just to a show or something and have a little fun that way. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've done your time, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, today, I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, I was driving home from class last night and it was we were, I was on the 15 and you know that there's a lot of construction going on. So people are just like, haywire already but i'm just merry happy along my own way in a single lane this guy comes right over literally like on top of me and just would not stop and i was like thank goodness i like turn my head see if anybody's in the and i had to literally like if somebody was coming up fast on the left side i would have absolutely just like flipped everybody because i'm in this truck so i'm like 
I can't believe I was like, what's happening? Like, is he actually like, how can you not see my truck? I don't I don't know. But people just aren't paying attention. No, they're not. At no. all. Oh my God. But anyway, so your latest adventure has been diving into the world of racing cars. So you're saying you're not gonna drive a big truck, but you're gonna go race a car. <laughs> How go did, fast. Yeah, go fast. Yeah. How did that come about? Well, my good friend Chris my good friend Chris Klein, he um got me introduced to racing. He's a racer himself. And I don't know, one day we were just talking. He's like, I asked him, Do you think I could do that? And he's like, Yeah, I think he could really do it and I think he'd be good at it. And I'm like, Oh, so we ended up going and looking at a car and buying it, and that's how it all began. That's awesome. Would you say it was an impulsive decision, or would you say, like, yeah, you've already had this in you, you wanted to do it for a long time, and you finally acted on it? Um, no, I, I mean, I've always liked to go fast. I've always I've rode motorcycles. I've done all kinds of crazy things, you know, in my life, um, and, you know, drove my cars fast on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> And just, I don't know, it was probably an impulse thing, but I had fun doing it, so. Yeah, so it's been two years, correct? Yeah. That's well, it's awesome. been probably a little over two years now, but yeah. Yeah, so she is at the Bullring racing in Las, Vo Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Let me get my mind right. And it, it's crazy because I would, would you say it's more of a short track? It is a yeah. short track. Yeah, so it's crazy to see a ton of cars going at it, like side by side. They're like literally like bumper on bumper. It's insane. Like they're, I, I don't know. I don't know. That stresses me. I'm like, okay, so we're talking about Las Vegas traffic. Put them in the bull ring. Like that's real stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty stressful sometimes. Believe me, especially racing all those guys. It's, it's, it's very stressful. Oh, yeah. But you do it so well. Like, it was crazy because I was, like, glued on you. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is this is the craziest thing because I've seen I've seen car racing. But, like, to, like, see somebody like Sherry, I mean, you, you think, like, yeah, she's very small, very petite, and just, like, very reserved. And then you see her just go out there and crazy like just going at it with all these other guys it's really really fun <laughs> it's fun for sure <laughs> yeah it's been quite an adventure at times let me tell you yeah oh boy so well, are you still racing the same car that you started racing no i'm not <laughs> i uh i actually totaled my car that i was racing to begin with oh, oh my i've been gosh. in a couple of bad wrecks um and you know it's just part of the game i mean we had to totally get a new car and uh then I got in a wreck in that car, and then we had to put a new front end on it because I bent it up so bad. Um, yeah. But it's it's been, it's been a lot of fun um, and scary at times. Oh, yeah. Very scary at times. I mean, to completely total a car and then come back right after, like, that's kind of crazy. Oh, no, it took a year for me to go back because the first wreck I got hurt, and, um, you know, I didn't get hurt bad, but I, I got shook up and hurt, and wasn't sure if I wanted to do it again. And then, of course, I was like, you know, just like when you fall off a bike or fall right. off a horse, you got to get right back on. Yes. So I got back on, and uh, it's been fun. Um, it, it's probably been one of the best things I've done, actually. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> on top of your truck driving, though, because you love oh, that. You can tell the passion and love you have for that when you talk yeah, about it. I do. I love truck driving, but I also love um, racing. It's, it's kind of fun because you can get your aggressions out. You know, you you've had a bad day at work or something it's just you and there and your your team and 
It's fun racing all the guys, actually. Yeah. I, I actually love my class because it's brutal. Yeah. My no class kidding. is one of the brutalest classes out there. I, I mean, you think outlaw. Like you're already yeah. like, oh yeah. All right, that sounds sounds gnarly. <laughs> Some of them are pretty pretty crazy, but it's fun. Oh my gosh! How I fast do imagine. you guys go? Um, probably I don't know, sixty, seventy, maybe when we're but on a know, short it track. Just, on a, it yeah. just depends, you know. I, I don't. Sometimes you can't even get up there, so yeah, you're just you're battling and you're bumping and you're. We're always getting in trouble at the track. Our, <laughs> our whole class is because we're always we're beating each other up yeah seriously like bumper cars in there oh yeah. worse than bumper cars sometimes <laughs> i'm telling you yeah yeah can we ask how the accident happened well um in a nutshell i wasn't i mean i'm learning to drive you know yeah. and i i didn't i wasn't probably paying attention like i should you know that's a real been a real chore for me to to um learn to be the best driver i can possibly be um and my coach is a very good driver. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been, it, it's just a challenge, you know, that's, I, I, I don't, I can't really specifically say why I wrecked other than I probably wasn't driving the best I could possibly drive. And, you know, when you're in the bumper car situation and the guys are brutal. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not upset. I'm upset at myself more than anybody, even if somebody did wreck me. It's all about, you're the one in the operation of the car. No, yeah. Nobody but yourself, so. Did you do any flips or no. do you remember anything? Just hitting the wall. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Insane. But it was insane, you know. Yeah. It was just, it's just one of those things. I mean, if you're going to race, you're going to have the risk of that. But I have the best safety gear. I have my, um, you know, the kid that's taught me how to race, He's he totally is 100% about safety. And he makes sure I'm safe. And he, I'm like a sister to him, so he would never let anything happen to me, you yeah. know? He's been very good to me, so. I love that. He's the brother that I've lost, because I lost both my brothers when I was young, so. Oh, my gosh. He kind of so took sorry. over that space for me, which has really been wonderful. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It's amazing when people that are close to you just literally become like family. Yeah. Like, and, and they, they're looking out for your best interest and, you know, always celebrating your wins and then being there for your losses and not like, not like harping on it, but like coaching you through it. And, yeah. you know, you're able to grow from that together, which is yeah. fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So take us through the experience of actually getting in your car and racing. Like, what is that feeling? How many stimulus things are going on like you have a spotter talking to you correct yeah i do oh my god that's I, a lot going on i wouldn't race if i didn't have a spotter i'll tell you until i became more knowledgeable about this or, or more you know or to have many more laps under my belt you know because it's to me it's safety um and from the minute you sit in that car like the anxiety and just the adrenaline rush, you know, it's crazy. So many things run through my mind. I'm always, you know, I, you're just a nervous wreck sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's getting easier for me. Like before, I used to be so nervous sitting there in line and I'd have to have somebody standing outside my window just so I could calm down or talk to them. Yeah. And now it's better. Um, you know, it gets better as, as the more, more time goes on, you know, but it's just nuts and the adrenaline is crazy, but it's, it's so awesome to get on that track and to be, you know, there's another girl that races with me, and it's really cool. But it's really cool to be the oldest woman in my class, 
you know, and to be racing against all these young guys. And there was, you know, I feel like we all have respect for each other. Yeah. You know, we try to. And so it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. I, it's just so much fun. Yeah. And to, to go on that point, being the oldest, not only are you the oldest woman or are you the oldest person in in this race series? No, there's, oh, there's people that are older than me racing ladies. Wow. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So it's cool because it speaks to your resilience, A, because it was like 110 degrees, not even going to lie, at this bullring. Like, and it is hot. The sun is beating down on you. There's a lot of people. You're talking to everybody. And then on top of that, she has to get in her fire suit and get in this car that's been baking in the sun and then go at it. Like, that's a lot of it mental is. fortitude. <laughs> it is. And sometimes I think to myself, why in the heck am I doing this? But, you know, it's fun. Yeah. It's just an experience. Yeah. Um, you know? If I can, I want to experience whatever I can in my lifetime. And, right. you know, I want, I'm doing a documentary right now that I want my grandkids to be able to have so that they'll have something to remember me by someday. And I love that. Yeah. It's That's one amazing. of, one of the documentary, the part of one of the documentaries is the part about me racing and just doing crazy things. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. And I love that, especially because like I had, for example, a woman come up to me the other day when I was at the gym and I was in the parking lot cause I rode my bike there and she comes up to me and she's like, Oh my gosh, like, it's so cool that you're riding here. And then she said, I've always wanted to ride, but now I feel too old to even start. And I was like, that's not true. Well, I, not true. I see a lot of older women going through the riding Academy course and going on to buy motorcycles. And that extends to every area of motorsports. I mean, it's crazy because I was looking up statistics about women in motorsports in general and like the buying power that women have over men and the decisions they make in their family as well is very very evident and it extends not only to motorcycles it extends to boating Mm -hmm. like people that are buying boats people that are buying rvs off-road trucks like the women crowd is growing and and it's not gonna be your 16 year old getting your driver's license for the first time no it's gonna be people that are like 40 years old wanting to adventure and actually mm-hmm. live life and do something new for themselves. And I love that. Yeah. You're never too old to start something. Ever. Exactly. You know, I, I, it doesn't matter how old you are. You, if you want to do it, do it. Heck yes. Yeah. Don't let anything hold you back is what my, my thing is. Yeah. I, I love it. I laugh too, because my, my grandkids all call me Nana. And sometimes just for me to get in my mental head, if I pass a guy in the truck, I'll be like, ah, this Nana just passed you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Just to get my head in there straight, you know. I just, I make jokes out of it. I'm always just laughing at myself in there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, that's that's the crazy thing to me is that like, okay. Like I said this a little bit ago is like, you've got a spotter in your ear. And then you've got a whole bunch of dudes like coming after you or like right beside you or right on your ass. And it's like, how are you in control of your thought process throughout all this? Because you're trying to steer, you're trying to do everything everything at once and you got somebody in your ear i think that would be the toughest thing for me is somebody trying to talk to me through this but you said it's like the easier part right well it is and it isn't yeah um because when i don't do what he says he gets really mad at me (laughs) and then how do you deal with that like well you just got to deal with it i mean i just like sometimes it's really difficult and he and i fight like brother and sister it's really quite funny but (laughs) you know he he sees things i don't see yeah and um 
you know, it's just that to me is the most safety of it. Um, I'm trying to actually listen to everything he's telling me. And if I react on the time that he tells it, me to do it, then I actually can be the best person I can possibly be. But, yeah. you know, it's just a learning experience. It is very, very difficult to drive, have a spotter, listen, try to, you know, and, and to be all focused. Um, some days my head isn't in it. Some days my head is, is in it well, you know. It's just all about, I guess, actually what's going on in the moment. Yes, yes, yeah. do exactly. Do you practice? Do you guys ever have oh, yeah. to go out and do practice? Yes, and I do practice. Um, but actually I do better when I have when I practice with, with the boys, you know, it's, it's, it just, to me, it makes me a better person to, to drive and practice with the boys. I want to be better. So, you know, a lot of them have won many championships. And to me, I, I love the challenge. To me, that's the coolest thing getting out there. Cause I learned things from them too. You know, some of them are very good drivers, yeah. you know, most of them are, but it's just really interesting to, to follow them or to, try to do better than them, you know, because <laughs> it makes me a better person. Yeah. Yep. You know, I've learned a lot from a lot of those guys out there. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that extends into life. I mean, it spills over on being a beginner at things, really taking in all that you can, helpful resources, you know, being able to hone into a moment and be like, okay, my focus is here. It doesn't matter what stresses are happening in my business. It doesn't matter what my kids are doing. Like, you can just hone into that moment and be like, I'm here. I'm 100% in. And it really like, I don't know, just don't zones know. you into something. And I think that's kind of like what we've said on before on podcasts about motorcycles in general is like, you have to be in the moment and you have to be making sure that you're completely in because otherwise you can let any sort of Distraction. accidents, distractions, anything happen. And that's when it becomes dangerous. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So do you also take part in the building and repair process of your cars? No, I don't. Not No, I haven't. I mm -hmm. mean, I'm there. But, um, you know, my, my goal, actually, it's been my focus has been learning how to drive and be a better driver. Yeah. You know, um, not going to say I wouldn't love to, you know, I've, I've been around my car. I've, I've done things with him to my car. But mm -hmm. my focus has been mastering driving. Yes. That has been my focus this last two years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like as you grow and get to learn your car more, I think it'll just all kind of intertwine eventually yeah, where you're will. like, oh, I understand why we switched this out or like, yeah, you know, that then you can just be better all around. Yeah. yeah. That'll be awesome. Um, what would, what advice would you give to people that are like wanting to get into racing? Oh, I would say definitely do it. I mean, it, it's, it's probably one of the most coolest things I've ever done. It really is. And, um, especially at my age, you know, um, it's, it's just fun. It's, it's just a whole different world out there. You know, it's real, it really is fun to drive on the track and, and compete against people. And, um, especially when they're mostly guys, um, to me, that's the biggest challenge ever. Yeah. And, you know, here again, you know, just like in the demo, in, in the trucking world, you know, it used to be where you were doing a man's job. And so I wanted to do it better than a man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're kind of in a man's world in the racing industry also. And it just makes you be a better person in right. general. Right. You know, you always want to better yourself. So exactly. Yeah. And that's where it becomes like, there's no defining factor of man versus 
female, it's just we're all drivers, we're all riders. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It becomes an even playing field and you're just in there. Who's it is. who's better? Mm-hmm. Who's more focused today? Who's got their best package today? Like it's yeah, I love that. I, I love do that. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being defined. I have a question. Um is there any opportunities for people who want to experience something like that? Do you know in Vegas if there's any like experienced cars that you're able to get in there and drive? Well, there is. You know, there's all those different places out there. You know, there's um, Speed Vegas if you want to get in and drive a car like that. You know, there's the Richard Petty Driving School. Um, as far as the Bull Ring goes, um, I'm sure T.J. Clark, who runs the Bull Ring, he does. He does. Um, beginner classes for the skid plate cars oh no way which i think is very cool and he will you know get you in there and teach you how to do that and i think if if you want to start that's a good place to start you know my friend chris wanted me to do skid plates and i was just like no <laughs> they're so fun they, oh what my is God. a skid plate <laughs> please explain a, this to a her. skid plate <laughs> is, is a car with that has two skids on the back of it and it slides around everywhere and you've got to really be a good driver to drive them i mean it's just a fun event it's, it's like a, you're drifting the whole time yeah because you don't have rear tires you have skid no, plates have back skid there plates. they're like what? yeah the whole time yeah it's hilarious yes, yeah they do that's awesome <laughs> yeah. it, it's fun you have to come out and watch yeah i mean it's hilarious it and i was just like when i watched that the first time i was like no i don't think i want to do that at all i think i just want to get a car with wheels on it <laughs> yeah i think it took a good route but i, I do love watching them <laughs> yeah seems like complete chaos yeah it, it, is, it is chaos i've actually a couple of my really good friends um you know we've fundraised and stuff for many years together and uh they actually got into skid plate racing and it's just a fun event for them too so yeah, yeah. so you touched on that uh the fundraising mm-hmm. so you when i did go to the races she had a bunch of toys on the hood of her car and she was just giving out to people or like kids in general and then um you also are involved in a lot of charity work and what foundations do you typically give to so um the speedway children's charity um is i'm on the board there and so i love that charity and it's something that i will probably always donate to um another one is potastic friends which is the dogs oh um and then i always donate to buck bedard foundation um you know there was many years ago when we were donating to different charities and the money wasn't going to the right places. So we um, actually ventured out and um, I'm a big supporter of the UNOV rodeo team and awesome. um, Miss Rodeo, Miss Rodeo America, you know, so it's mm-hmm. just, I love donating and, you know, helping the community. It's the community that I grew up in and born and raised here. And I'm always going to give back to my community. And that is what's, probably really important to me is giving back to my community. Yeah. I love that. That's so important because then it not only inspires a new generation of people, but also you're, you know, just, it shows in the fact that like, I love that you take the time, especially to figure out where your money's going. So, you know, it's going to a good place. It's actually serving the people. And that's, that shows the direct correlation of you to the person that you want to Build, like give all the things that you built up a home. You yeah. want to give it to a kid that doesn't have a home. You yeah. want to give it to a dog that has been left on the street to die because somebody didn't care about them because you care. And that's, that's awesome. And it shows in everything that you do from racing to, to building these businesses, like that you care about them and you put your heart into it. So that's not mm-hmm. overshadowed. I love that. 
And not just donating, like you're actually going out, you're sitting on the board, you're, you know exactly what's going mm -hmm. on in these foundations. So that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's a really good board. It's a good charity. You know, we've helped a lot of kids. Um, we raised over $500,000 last year, you know. That's amazing. And, and we have a really good board. Um, everybody on there is a business person, you know, or very, you know, their heart's in it. And it, and it makes it fun, you know, and we're like a good we're like a family. We're like a friendship. You know, we have a great friendships. And so it's really nice and I enjoy it. Yeah. And the charity that you guys, or the, uh, when you guys raised $500,000, that was for the laps, correct? Like laps for? No, it was for the whole year. Um, oh, and okay. it was for diff many different events, but then we were able to give it out at the end of the year in December. We give it out to, we give it out to like, I think, uh, 35 or 40 different charities. So it That's was amazing. really nice. And, and we do have, we have a great process. We have a grant you know, you have to give us a grant and we have a grant review committee um, and they go through and check it all out. And then at the end of the year, we'll give it away. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So we know exactly where our money's going and it's all stays here locally. It doesn't leave. Whatever money we raise here stays in Las Vegas. So that's the, the best thing about it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a great director. She's she's one of the best people I've ever met. She's She's very passionate about her job and she makes sure that we do exactly what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. And you said that it's full of business owners. So you, you old, own multiple businesses. How do you balance all these things from your passions to the business, to the charitable organizations? Like I already feel overwhelmed doing my small things. Like how well, do you balance that? Well, as my husband says, I'm never home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm never home. Um, I'm constantly going every day doing something. You know, you just, you got to do it. I have a great staff at work. Um, I have, um, you know, my, my, my team at, at work is amazing. And um, I couldn't do it without them for sure. You know, and, and my family being very supportive of, supportive of it. Yeah. yeah. And I always feel like people who have really good teams are also really good leaders. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're not a good leader, your team isn't going to stick around. They're not going to want to do things for you. You're not going to be able to build what you've built. So I think that's a big testament to who you are as a person also that you've been able to build a good team to support you and the businesses and even just people as general people in general, like build each other up. Yeah, we, we have a great team at work and, uh, you know, I have a great team in the racing part of it all, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it is all about your team. So, yeah, yeah, that's I so couldn't awesome. be more grateful today for my team at work. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK, um, how did you get started in this whole business thing? Just my parents, you nice. know, my parents. Um, I wanted to be actually I wanted to be a demo De, um, a person just like my dad, I wanted to demolish the buildings, but, um, losing my brothers at an early age and my mom having, um, some medical issues, my dad made me stop driving and come in and learn the business. Wow. And so it was then that I, I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. It was, I felt like it was my duty because yeah. I was the only child left then. And I went in and just started learning it. And, you know, it kept growing and growing and growing. And then my parents were able to do what they wanted to do and travel and do different things. So, oh, wow. yeah, that's amazing. It is easy just to sell a business, you know? So it also, that's awesome that you were able to just keep it going. And you had that sense of duty. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have that sense of duty. They're just like, well, and the drive, 
Mm-hmm. You know, when your parents do something and they've done it for so long, sometimes it's just like, man, I saw everything that my parents went through. Why do I want to do all that? Let me just take the easy route out. And you didn't. You took the the harder road. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. I mean, there's been times in my life, you know, when I, I didn't do the path I wanted to do, you know, but that's okay because, you know, my parents gave birth to me. My parents have given me this great life that I live. And, um, you know, you got to thank them some way. So the only way I know to do it is to take care of them. And, you know, we lost my mom eight years ago and still doing, taking care of my dad. But, um, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, he's what made me who I am today. Yeah. And, you know, so you got to do what you got to do. I love that. Sherry, yeah. can you uh, share the story that you shared with us about your dad and the limo situation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Well, I was in grade school and I was going to school with, um, my girlfriend, her dad was a big wig at circus circus and she would get picked up in a limousine. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I came home one day. We, we were young. I told my dad, I, I wanted to be picked up in a limousine and he didn't <laughs> quite like it that, you know, I was complaining about what I was getting picked up in because half the time my dad's workers had to pick me up because my mom and dad were working. And so they'd pick me up in old pickups or whatever, you know, or whatever it could be. But my dad said, fine. You know, and I kept complaining to him about it. And he said, you want to be picked up in something like a limo, huh? I said, yeah, I would. You know, like, why does she get to get picked up in this fancy car? <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, that's really not, not much. You know, it's nothing. I'll pick you up in something tomorrow. So he picked me up in a semi-truck loaded to the hilt. And it was probably like four times the amount of one limo. <laughs> And I was so embarrassed. That's a heck of a like, limousine. Yeah. He pulled up in that thing, and the whole school had to stop and have a look at what was going on. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He's, like, rolling smoke yeah. as he's coming through, like, I'm blasting like, everybody. Uh, All the kids have black on them. I was so them. embarrassed. <laughs> he told me, don't you ever complain about what you have or where you come from or what you got because, you know, you really just don't know what's going on. So Yes, exactly. But, yeah, it was, it was fun. That's an awesome story. I love that. I learned to not complain (laughs) fast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What would you tell younger Sherry or teenage Sherry if you could go back in time? Hmm. Well, probably that. I I don't know if it's what I tell her, but, you know, if I had any advice for families first, you can't forget your family. You know, um, I have a beautiful family and you never know when they're going to be taken from you. Um, I grew up really fast. My brothers died when I was 18 and 19 and, um, it kind of set my pace for what was going to happen to me for the rest of my life, you know? Um, but you have to appreciate people and you have to have respect for people. And I think that's probably my most thing today is that I don't like how the younger generations doesn't doesn't respect our peers um, because we forget where we come from, you know, and not everybody's perfect. You got to just go with what you got. But family be first. Um, I have a very tight knit family. I have beautiful daughters and I have wonderful grandchildren. You know, they've got me through the hard times in my life sometimes. I love that. Yeah, they are really special to me. And uh you know, you just got to appreciate where you come from and you got to, you've got to appreciate every day. You got to be thankful for where you are today. You can't, you can't have, 
You can't have a mistake. You know what I mean? You can't like say, I'm sorry I didn't do that or to just keep going and do it. Yes. And have fun with it. Yeah. You know? And be appreciative of it. Yeah. You know? What are you most proud of in your kids? Oh my gosh. I have <laughs> the greatest girls. I can't even talk about them sometimes because it chokes me up. Yeah. But probably that they respect my parents and they respect their dad and I. Um they're just great girls. They're they're wonderful girls. And my grandchildren are all the same. They're they're respectful. If they're you're talked to, they talk to you, you know. Um just you know, probably just that they are and they're living their lives. Yeah. They they aren't a part of my business at all. They were, but that's probably what I'm most proud of them about is that they they didn't do what I did and that they went and they're living their lives. They're they're living their lives. They're there if I need them. And they're going to be there if something ever happens to me, but that they're living their lives I love because that. you've got to live your life. You cannot not live your life, you know? Yes. You know, that's, that's how you grow. Yes. But I'm, but I'm very proud of them. We are so proud of our girls, all three of them. They're just amazing. Yeah. I think they have a very special person to look up to, too. Yeah. That's Everything cool. that you do that they have just one of the best examples. So oh, I'm sure you. that if they're a fraction of who you are, that they're going to be just fine. <laughs> Thank you. They're, they're good girls. Three girls and how many grandchildren? I have six grandchildren. Wow. I have five girls and one boy. Wow. Yep. Precious. <laughs> yes. Are they getting into the speed stuff? Oh, yes, they are. So my um, my oldest granddaughter and, my, and two of my other granddaughters are into the horse world, and uh, they love that. And then my three grandchildren... Um, they are into motorsports. They already got motorcycles. They're already doing their thing. But my daughter raced motorcycles too. So that is so yeah, cool. They, they're all into the sports. So yeah. Raced yeah. motorcycles. What did she race? Like she, she, she raced dirt bikes. So that's yeah. cool. That yeah. is so awesome. She's cool. <laughs> yeah. We need to go she, ride she, dirt bikes with her. Yeah. <laughs> she's a badass. <laughs> that is so She's cool. kind of calmed down now. She has three kids. So yeah. <laughs> three under five. So wow. wow. It's, yeah. it's kind of, she had to slow that down. And then, and then my other daughter, uh, daughters, all my other grandchildren are into the horse world. So it's been fun watching them grow at that. I love that. See, yeah. I mean, like you, you can see it. It's just like, there's the example, and then you get to teach these future generations on how to be who you are. And yeah. that's, you know, just like going after the things that you want and building better because every day you know that you can get 1% better, and that compounds over time. And that's, you've done it time and time again, and that's amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is your next milestone coming up? Oh, boy. I'm not sure. You know, um, I'd like to grow the museum more. Um, I'd like to get more people in there to see it. Um, got a lot of changes coming on next year. Uh, got a new baby coming with my Ooh. assistant. Wow. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> but um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know where life's going to take me. Um, You're traveling, open to it. I'm open. Whatever comes is going to happen. And I like to travel now. So awesome. I've been doing a lot of that. I hope to be more adventurous this next year. I don't know if I could be more adventurous than I've been this year, but <laughs> I've done a lot of traveling this year. Oh, that's awesome. What is, what's been your favorite spot that you've traveled to this year? Um, Alaska's my favorite place. Yeah, yeah. That was recent, yeah? Yeah. I go there a lot, but I have best friends that live there, and I just love it. It's nature. Um, mm -hmm. And Montana, my, one of my daughters lives in Montana. So, uh, you know, my husband and I hope to do some fun traveling this next year. So he just retired, so... What's on your bucket list to travel to? Mm. I don't really have a bucket list for travel. Mm. Um, 
I don't. Wherever Anywhere it takes, you want to Wherever see. it takes me. Yeah. <laughs> wherever it takes me. Wherever the wind blows, Sherry right? will go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what events do you have coming up? Um, so I have... Um, October 13th is my next event, and that's at the um, Speedway. It's during NASCAR, so I'm putting on a... It's called Vegas Large Car Invitational. So there's 50 semis coming from Amazing. all around the world, and they're going to be on display at the Fan Zone. I'm very excited about that. Um, that's, is, that the thir- is that the one that's the 20th and 21st? or no, that's the 13th. The 13th? Okay, the which 15th. one is the 20th and 21st? That is Hellcat's um, Trunk or Treat event. Awesome. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. That's at the Silverton. Cool. And then there's another one, November 4th. That's a huge one. Yeah, that's our our annual car show. So, yeah. Yeah. She says our annual car show, but it is the Goldstrom's Classic Car Show at Nostalgia Street Rods. It's going to be a huge event. They take over the whole parking lot with how many vehicles are you allowing? Um, 250. So Yeah, just 250. It'll be fun. <laughs> Casual 250. Yeah, so we're going to bring a whole girl squad of motorcycles rolling through. Oh, I can't wait yes. for that. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yes. And I want to set up a date where we go and we visit the museum, just have the girls all get together, ride over, and experience that because I feel like it is a hidden gem I think more people need to know about it thank you yeah I do too yeah absolutely it'll be fun to have all the girls there yeah (laughs) we'll wait till they get there then you tell us how you feel afterwards (laughs) just kidding (laughs) we've got a great group of women in Las Vegas that ride motorcycles and that's awesome really really blessed to have this group like it it's crazy because it's hard to find people that you're on the same page with and not only to find people, but to multiply that for like a whole big group. Yeah. That's very special. And we have such a great group going Amazing on. Amazing group of women that mm-hmm. just are all about helping one another and lifting their spirits. And That's awesome. No cattiness. So um, my favorite thing about we've had, you know, drama in the past, but it was something that was so minute that it kind of just that person disappeared. They just take took themselves out of the group because that's they awesome didn't fit, so yeah that that's yeah. that's that's a good thing because that's really hard when you have a bunch of women they yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> although there's that same drama in the guy department yeah. oh yeah i see it worse with guys i feel like yeah, I think <laughs> maybe <too>. so <laughs> girls can be pretty catty but for the most part everybody's like we get the, the vibe right it's yeah like we can feel like okay not my crowd cool like yep. these are people are more my crowd and they, yeah. we can make that yeah, but we have such a good group. I feel like everybody just wants to be a part of it. Yeah, That's there's cool. like yeah, no bad vibes. It's just fun. Yeah, just fun. No crazy chaos. Just all yeah. good, good vibes, good times, and always looking to support one another. And that's one of the best things about it. I just love watching. You know, one girl opens a business, and it's like everybody goes to support it. You know, and then the next girl, she's like got this idea, and they're like, well, here's how we did this. Like, yep, here's the package. Giving that's them awesome. the resources. Yeah, everybody's got a connection somewhere. So yeah. everybody just piles in and we're like, how can we make your dream happen? Yeah, that's, that's the cool all. part. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, I love it. I it love is. it. It's definitely different. Very grateful. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's yeah. the way sh- life should be, though. Mm-hmm. You should be able to help, you know, you find so many times in life where people get jealous of each other, you know, even in the racing thing. But to me, it's so cool to have other girls racing. It's it's the coolest thing. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we got to stick together. Let's right. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the point of what we're doing with this project is to share these stories and inspire other people to want to get into things that they're really like interested in. Yeah. And maybe they find a little bit of fear or hesitation because X, Y, and Z. And then they're like, oh, well, I have a very similar experience. And if she can do it, I can do it, you know? Yep. Yeah. And that's what we want to 
keep it going and extend to everybody in motorsports. So it's really cool that we were able to have you on to kind of be the example for cars, trucks, motorcycles, all of that. You're a culmination of everything that we find so cool. Yeah. So it's really exciting to have you on. Um, you're an absolute boss, like literally, literally <laughs> and figuratively from your business to racing. And it's inspiring to see all that you do and execute on. Um, we're very grateful. Thank you so much for being on today. Oh, thank you. You, you two are very amazing too. So I enjoyed thank giving you. you a tour and meeting you both. And, and I, I'm excited to learn more about you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have plenty of opportunity to yep. do that. <laughs> Definitely excited to go watch you race. I'm stoked yeah. on that. I'm like already trying to think. I'm like, a, we've got a wedding on the 13th, but I'm like, okay, how can we manage all of it right like i want to go see you i want to be there for the wedding. <laughs> well, no it'll happen yeah well, it'll start next year up too in march so then you can come then if you're too busy at the wedding <laughs> yeah yeah we do sure. have a big wedding yeah it should be pretty you sad if we didn't you show can't up miss, you can't <laughs> yeah. miss that it's one of our girls so yeah, yeah. No, you cannot miss that <laughs> we're already talking about right wearing uh dresses on the dry lake bed on our motorcycles mm, very so cool. we can all pull up and be in black dresses when we get there very cool <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be it's a sight to thing. see <laughs> <laughs> yep so speaking of big events um we want to get into our segment about red rock harley davidson and all the happenings so Take it away, Brandy. So next up, we have Bike Night on October 26th. Thank you, Kristen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have Bike Night at Red Rock Harley-Davidson. It is going to be the last bike night that we have for this year um, until we get to March of next year. So be sure to check that out. We also have our Hot hot Cakes Cool Bikes on November 4th. Yep, 4th. November 4th, the first Saturday of November. <laughs> yeah. So those will be amazing. They're really good events. Um, with them, we'll have our uh, Happy Harley Days in the first, second weekend of December. So yeah, we'll December 9th. So if you are tuning into this episode a little bit later, you can still catch December 9th's event, hopefully. Yes. Um, if you do swing by the dealership, please do mention Daughters of the Road if you have tuned into the podcast and find inspiration to find your new motorcycle. Or uh, learn to ride. Or learn to ride. <laughs> and that's another big thing is that Sin City Moto Girls also did open up scholarships. There's a scholarship program going on. It is where you submit a video um, basically put it on your feed on Instagram or Facebook yep. and tag Sin City Moto Girls and you'll be entered for this giveaway every month. Are you doing two now? Every month we're going to give away two Riding Academy classes to a Las Vegas lady that wants to learn to ride or needs to just freshen up her skills. Yeah. So the Riding Academy course is about $450. So mm -hmm. it is a hefty investment for most people. So providing that opportunity is very special to us and uh, yeah we're really excited to see the submissions and we want to see your journey so yeah tag us in a video yeah yeah yep um also um let's see if you want to follow us on instagram tiktok facebook uh what else we got going on <laughs> youtube uh, th threads threads we we hit the threads up now please do give it a like follow subscribe um we appreciate everybody that tunes into these podcasts and please share we're also on spotify podcast apple podcast mm -hmm. um who knows where we'll get into next but um every every share means the world to us because yes. we are spreading the message and getting more people excited to fulfill their dreams and that's the whole point of this so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Daughters of the Road podcast and we'll see you next time. Yeah.